welcome to Help Me Rhonda podcast. I am your host, Rhonda Hale. I am the owner of BridalMD.com and I work as a couture bridal tailor in the famously trendy Los Angeles city of West Hollywood, California. Over the past decades, I have seen and heard some of the most outrageous things. And I have kept a detailed record of all of them. The most crazy, the most, what are you talking about? No, that did not happen. Oh no, she didn't moments. I've kept records of all of them, all of them for you. This podcast is going to pull information from four different files. Number one, the bride files. The bride files contain all of the horror stories, like just the crazy, crazy stuff I get exposed to just doing my job as a bridal tailor. Some of the like gross things that I see and hear and some of the crazy things that my brides tell me happened to them while they were dating their fiance. These can be pretty colorful. Now, the second file is the love story file. Super adorable love stories that when you hear them are so hard to believe that they actually happened like that. But it's like it was destiny. They were meant to meet, to go through all these crazy things, to end up together. Super romantic, adorable. Number three, the psychic Taylor files. I happen to be psychic. And about 25% of the time that I'm working with my brides, someone from the other side will make themselves known to me. And they have a message for the bride. They have something loving to tell them or they have detailed information about maybe something they're going through in their lives right then or something maybe they don't know about at their work or their job or maybe something they're doing in their car while they're driving that they shouldn't be doing. Those are pretty intense. The fourth file are the boy toy files. For about the first 10 years after I was unexpectedly divorced, I was forced to hit the ground running to support myself and my three children. I just wasn't interested in having a lockdown relationship, something to tie me down, someone to have expectations from me for freak's sake. I just needed my oil changed on a regular basis. I developed a boy toy algorithm. Now that file contains some particularly juicy information that I'm going to be very happy to share with you and I'm sure you'll enjoy them. And uh, just a pre-warning, extreme adult content on those. So I think it's going to be fun. That's the down and dirty for the Help Me Rhonda podcast. If you haven't guessed already, I'm really not your average bridal alterations place. I would have to say I'm a fun person to work with. I do always have a full bar in the lobby. It is my goal to get my brides relaxed comfortable. The wedding process is, and it can be very stressful on a lot of people, especially when you get to the point of 
uh, your fucking wedding dress. Oh my God. So you go shopping around and you think that you found the perfect dress. You've tried on maybe 10, maybe a hundred, maybe one, whatever. You put it on and you're like, oh my God, this is, oh my God, this is, I found it. It's the dress. And they've got you clipped behind with these big, huge, stupid clips. You're probably, I mean, I don't know. I'm juicy and fabulous. I'm the luxury edition. So I'm like, I'd probably be in a 14. A curvy, fabulous, amazing 14. Like the super sexy 14. You might be a sub-zero. You might be smaller than a zero. Just because you're little or... Uh, a zero doesn't mean that you're not a woman. My God, you have all the right bits and pieces, right? They pull this fabric back with these clips and you magically just look amazing. And usually they'll stock a 12 or a 14 just so they can try to have most brides be able to try on a dress, right? Well, that's a fucking lie because whenever you see your dress clipped up from behind, it is in no way going to look like that on your body after it's tailored because unless you're exactly the size that they have you trying on, I don't know, there's just so many things that are going to not be in the right place, right? So you need to find a bridal tailor. You're dealing with your fucking job most of the time. You have a job. You're probably going to school to be a doctor or a rocket scientist. You might have kids. Oh, let's mention the fact that you have a fucking relationship that you need to nurture because you've got to the point where you've actually agreed or decided to spend the rest of your like life with this person. So you got to maintain the relationship. Oh, <laughs> and you've also got to plan this huge event that people are going to be taking pictures of that are going to last fucking forever and be posted all over the internet, right? No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. The dress, you order it. It finally comes in. If you're lucky, it comes in in six months. <laughs> you, you try it on and you look like shit. Because it doesn't fit you right. Because nothing's clipped behind. They said that your hips were like at the edge of the measurement part and your boobs are too small. Or your boobs are too big and they they ordered it bigger. And now your hips are all baggy and you have no ass. So you're like, well, great. I look fucking ugly. And if I don't find somebody who knows what they're doing to make me look good and not destroy the dress, I'm going to fucking elope. These are real life feelings. So when my brides come in here... The first thing I asked was, how was your day? How are you feeling? Can I make you a drink? If anybody deserves a drink, it's a bride. So I'll usually make them a cocktail. They chill out. During the process, um, if you haven't noticed already, I'm kind of a fun person. Besides being extremely good at what I do. And you know, I'm not being arrogant. I'm sure I'll get comments back. But the fact is, I'm fucking good at what I do. I work alone. I'm a master tailor. I'm a control freak. And I am OCD about perfection. Also, couture tailoring means sewn by hand, okay? So most of my work, I would say 75 to 100% of my work is 
buy needle and thread. I do have a sewing machine. I use it for like a zipper or whatever, top stitching, whatever necessary stuff. But most of the time, everything is all couture tailoring. The bride comes in, she meets me. I'm cool, I'm fun. I get her liquored up a little bit. And in the process of me putting thread marks and tailor marks all over her dress and figuring out what we need to do to shift, adjust, and shape this dress to make her look like a fucking bombshell, I always ask, so tell me your love story. Like, what happened? Where did you meet this person? And what made you say yes for the rest of your life to be with this person? Tell me. I want to know. I am a hopeless romantic. And I love love stories. So I want to hear these love stories. Over the years, I have collected a ton of love stories. And this is what I do. I have these old school invoices. I'll write their name down. Blah, dee, blah, 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 blah. As I'm talking to them, if their story is... Are you fucking kidding me? That did not happen. Okay, you're lying. Or if I have a bride that says, it's really boring. It's just, you know, we just met on an app. And I'm like, I think there's a story there. So I just keep picking and prodding and I get the story. And if it's a good one, your invoice that I write on to keep for myself, which is really more my honeydew list, is going to have writing in red. And it's going to have a star on it. And you made the cut. And I'm going to be talking about your shit. And if you were a bitch, or if you were a bridezilla, or if you were like out of your fucking mind, cuckoo, or if something crazy happened, you're going to get a red star on your invoice, and I'm going to put it in the files, okay? And it's coming out. I may change the descriptions. I may change the names, but they're going to get exposed. Oh, guarantee that. Anyway, the brides will come in. They'll tell me their awesome love stories. If they don't have an awesome love story... I ask him, hey, so like, how did the dating process go? I mean, if, it, if you met online, great, he's a cool guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, did you know the first date? What happened? Like, or, you know, what's going on here? I have so many stories that are just like completely off the spectrum. I have brides who tell me from the beginning, like, oh, he's not forever. Like, I'm going to be married to him for like, I don't know, like two years, and then oh, I'm divorcing him for sure. Like, I have plans. Like, I am definitely, like, I need to position myself financially. Or, oh, God, no. I just want a baby. Or all the way to the, the other side of, oh, my God, I met him, and the first time I saw him, it was like something happened. Or they were set up by somebody, whatever. I've got these crazy love stories. But... Here's the funny shit. Um, while they were dating, over 50% of my clients had no intentions of being serious with this person who they now have agreed to stay and spend the rest of their life with. On their first few dates, they're like, I just need to get laid. Or, I'm not going to see this guy again. I don't fucking care. And then crazy shit goes down and that gets a red star and I write that shit down and that's all all for you the listener so that's what's ahead on this podcast oh hey guess what else is ahead I have been doing this for a long long time I am a single mother well a divorced mother whatever I was married for 17 years after I was unexpectedly divorced I literally had to do what I had to do 
to keep our heads above water. And this was what I did. So, um, definitely have some stories and new brides who are in love and everything. Please, this is not your story. I'm sure it's not going to happen to you. I definitely didn't want to have a lockdown situation like with a boyfriend or someone make demands on me in any way. I, I really just, you know, I just needed my fucking oil changed every once in a while. And so during those first few years, I would say the first 10 years after my divorce, I, I got divorced at 37. So on and off throughout the next 10 years, I created and developed and, well, I invented a boy toy rotation. And there's a whole science behind it of how I figured it out. And I will go into that as well. That's going to be a whole nother episode or two or three or whatever. But basically, that kept me going so that I didn't have to become emotionally attached and I could still do what I needed to do and not get distracted. So some of the stories that I'm going to be telling you as well are from the boy toy files. So it should be a really fun podcast. This show is going to be packed full with some good stuff. So I hope you stay tuned. What I really want you to do is fucking subscribe. Subscribe so you do not miss an episode. And hang tight because this show is going to be your favorite show. Thank you for listening. And... I'm going to get started on my other episodes. <laughs>